I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee Janae. I'm Magnum Prime. And we're the host of the WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with color. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to the Forever Young Cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. And I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Jupiter Julep. Hello. How are you? Doing well, and you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for joining us for episode eight of the Forever Young Cast. And we're joined by our co-host, Miss Halissa. How are you, Halissa? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me once again to talk about the May Young Classic. No problem. Remember how I told you I've been raining for the last two weeks? Yeah. Yep. And so it's been like 50 degrees outside. Well, today it was a beautiful, sunshiny day, and we are up to 80, and it's going to be 80 the rest of the week. I'm in a great mood. Oh. oh. Okay. Y'all, Texas people have a different relationship with wintertime and weather than most of the country, so I guess yeah, congratulations really, with that. Yeah, it doesn't really... The way it works is it's probably going to be anywhere from like 50 to 80 between now and Christmas and it might get a little cold for New Year's Eve and then it's gonna snow either right around Valentine's Day and then once it snows around Valentine's Day it'll be back to 80 and then we'll just be going into springtime and summer well wherever you're listening to us from thank you for joining us once again we can be found on the CSPN at CSPN.us on the web so, ladies, we have made it to the semifinals. We are here with the final four contestants. We have Miko Satamora facing off against Tony Storm. And we have Io Shirai facing Rhea Ripley. So, we're going to kick off this episode with the match between Miko Satamora, the legend, versus Tony Storm, number one in my program, number one in your heart. Wait, whose heart? My heart. Oh, Oh, okay. Because I thought you said our heart, and okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what we're doing. No. <laughs> All right. So Tony Storm kicks Adamora to the floor, and then she hits a suicide dive. Tony rolls Miko back in the ring. She covers, and she gets a two count. Tony then follows up with kicks, but Miko Sadamora fires up, and then they start trading kicks. We get a DDT by Sadamora, followed by the court cartwheel knee drop. Then Miko hits the Death Valley driver, but Tony kicks out. Sadamora is shocked. The scorpion kick is countered. Then a German suplex by Tony, and the Storm Zero connects, but that gets only a two count. Tony looks for a second Storm Zero, but Sadamora counters with kicks and covers for a two count. We get the Scorpion kick by Sadamora, but Tony kicks out again. Sadamora fires up. Tony then counters the DVD into the Storm Zero for the pin. And Tony Storm, much maligned here on this podcast, will be the, your first finalist. In this year's May Young Classic. So, Tony Storm has taken the step. 
She's going one position farther than she did last year. She made it to the semifinals last year. She lost to Kari Sane. But this year, she is in the finals. So I'm going to start with Miss Halisa. Did Tony Storm finally have an impressive enough outing where you ladies will at least give her a, a slight polite golf clap? Okay. So I'm I'm going to be honest. I had already figured I'd already knew who was gonna win the matches because I went to look at the Mayon Classic to see or look at evolution to see the card and it told me who this who was gonna be in this. So Spoiler I prepped alert. myself for that. I prepped myself for that, but I still came in with like a I'm gonna be as positive about this as possible because I wanna give Tony a chance because my best friend got on me about the fact that I beat this girl up all the time. Smart working on it. Smart. So I walked away from this match going, this was Probably the best match that Tony has had all tournament. You don't want to peak too early. But I think that it had a lot to do with Mako. And I felt like Mako still put on a better show than her. And Mako had a better match with Mercedes Martinez than she did with Tony. And so I I'm still like okay Tony you're you you were good this round but I don't know if that was based off of your own merit or if that's just because you were in the ring with like a legend and she like pushed you to kind of give a little bit more and do a little bit more and show a little bit more. I do I did like the part where they started where she started kicking Mako and Mako let out that like roar and that scream it was just like girl you can keep trying, but I'm not going to be knocked down. And then she knocked Mako down. Mako got right back up and was like, come on. I liked that exchange. I liked seeing that aggression from Mako and her just being like, look, you're just not going to put me down like you put down everybody else. And it was nice for me to kind of see Tony have to fight back and not just do the baby face. I'm getting my ass kicked the whole match. And then I get the win because I hit my finish. Or I get small opening, I hit my finish, and bam, I win. She hit her finish on Mako, and Mako still kicked out. And that last, like, back and forth with them kicking out of each other's moves, I thought that was good as well. It was a very well-structured match, and it came across very well. But I still believe that if Tony is supposed to be billed as the babyface, you can't be out here kicking Mako in the face and talking shit. Like, there is an issue with the way that she is written, and like how they convey uh, convey her to us and what she does in the ring. And that is a Triple H problem. And he needs to fix that. Because she either is going to be the badass who is super confident in herself and is kicking ass and taking names. Or she's going to be the baby face who can still be confident in her abilities. But who gets her ass kicked and then wins. You, you can't really have it both ways. So props to Tony. She had a good match this round but I still don't know if it's Tony who gave me the good match or if it was Mako who helped Tony give us the good match alright Mr. Jupiter Julep we'll bring you into the conversation I'll ask you the same question were you impressed with Tony Storm and her victory over Mako Sadamar okay so uh, I have to say a few things uh, the first thing is that uh, we are down a member of the shield Miss V uh, is traveling. And so we miss you. Uh, and um, 
and and as Miss Halissa said, we almost live in the gimmick right now, being one shield member down. And Don said, "Well, I hope one of you turns on the other." And Don, the cheer shot is always going to come for you. I, you just got to understand that. Um, <laughs> I mean, ready. so, huh? Stay ready. Oh, stay ready. Head on a swivel all times. Uh, so the reason why I had to preface it by saying that, uh, besides giving a hat tip to Miss V, is because what I wrote down, I'm going to read a little bit of it. And that is, um, uh, so the, I will give it to Tony Storm. Against Mako, she performed well. Mako's solo performances throughout the tournament gave legitimacy to Storm, who was previously grievous, previously mediocre. I know that Storm would, uh, so would win, been matched because the story of coming so close last year and making it to the finals uh, is better, especially since Mako isn't signed. I take nothing away from Mako. She looked crisp, sold well, and made Tony look formidable. Do I change my mind about Tony Storm? No. Her character still needs work. I said what I said before. I mean, I'll, I'll stop. Oh, no, actually, we'll read a little bit more. Being blonde isn't enough. Perhaps she was coasting because she knew she would be in a position she was. And that privilege is what I rebelled against. But uh, the star here for me is Mako. And like the crowd said at the end, thank you, Mako. And I'm sure Tony should be chanting it too. So, I mean, I wrote some, but I read that because it really does echo a lot of sentiments that uh, Halissa has already said. And even my Android is, is, is saying, yeah, we agree. There, there will be no, no heel turns here tonight. Um, did Tony look good? She did in the match. But I also want to pull up another point that you also mentioned. I noticed that uh, some of her, her the the moves that Tony had against Mako were heel-like. And I was like, that ain't really Christ-like, as you know, I still think of her as the Jessica Simpson, Christian Rocker. So like, that, that's, that doesn't really go with the gimmick or whatever it is that she's trying to portray. But what I, what it is I'm seeing is that she's just the girl who wants it, I guess, like, She's living the dream is what she said later on. I I guess what she has is a story. She has a story of being in the tournament last year, who made it to this part uh, of the tournament last year and didn't go any further. So now this is like a redemption story. Maybe that's what it is. But everything that showed me, that she showed me this tournament didn't make me feel as though she wanted it. Uh, you know, she was there. The other, the other, her other opponents were working hard. We always talk about that. So a lot of the work is not, you know, our criticism on Tony Storm. I really do feel is is around the fact that she was mediocre and she she came in with some privilege and wasn't as hungry as everybody else. And it was not a star making performance. This I'm talking about from tip to tail, her uh, being in the tournament this year, not just this match, which I do feel was better than some of the others, but it just felt like she was just going along to, you know, the pace is like, oh, okay, well, I'm here. You kind of got to know me, whatever. Eh. So maybe she'll be better in a UK brand. Maybe she'll be better tomorrow night at Evolution. But tonight she did well. She didn't do great. And it, it 
is really all about Mako. And um, it's in me, or when they were chanting Tony at the end, it sounded like they were saying, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I think it was just you. Fine. Also, I did like uh, the uh, when Triple H came in at the at the end and really honored Mako. They bowed and they really, really did make her seem like a big deal in the final boss. Like I really did appreciate Triple H giving her. Uh, the props that she deserves, and and also Kyrie Sane giving out the flowers at the end of the matches. I did like that as well. And also, I went and added Mako on Instagram, and she put that she would like to be back into a WWE ring. So really? maybe, tri- yeah. So maybe Triple H um, can work on that because I'd love mm-hmm. to see Mako in a WWE ring, whether that's NXT or on the main roster. At least, even if it's just like a one-off, I would love to see her again. Just because she is, for her to be, you know, like an old, an elder statesman in a way, she's so good in the ring. And there are just so many possibilities for her to kind of fight people and wrestle people and just see her go after people. Like, Sasha was like, look, whenever you're ready, I'm here. Because Sasha commented on her post. So, I hopefully either, you know, maybe she's a surprise entrance tomorrow or um, maybe she'll do the Megan Classic next year, you know, barring any injuries or anything like that. But I want to see more of Mako. And that's something that even Michael Cole and them were saying was like, she has gained so many new fans simply by being on this stage. And that's really true. We didn't really, I didn't know who Mako was. And now I'm like, where's she going to be next? Can I watch it? Can I see it? Is there YouTube clips? Like, right. she's so good. And she really... She lit a fire under me about women's wrestling that I don't think I had really had. Um, so good showing. You know, uh, first of all, shout out to to Amwar because uh, he sent me a YouTube match of Io Shirai versus uh, Mako Satomura, which is what I had wanted from the first round. He was like, yeah, so WWE didn't give it to you, but here you are. And when he sent it to me, I didn't get it at first. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Because I didn't see the match. I was like, oh, so Tony Storm advanced. But uh, there are matches out there. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is uh, WWE has been lacking <laughs> in terms of uh, women's talent. And I think that they know that. And I appreciate them trying to get it together. Because with this final, we had two Australians and two Japanese women wrestlers who are fa- who faced off against each other. So no American, no Canadians. Um, and it's just saying, like, look at these competitors. Love them or hate them, think they're mediocre or whatever, who are doing the thing and have been doing it around the world, but we weren't aware of them. And so even though tomorrow night is a big deal, it's a big deal for WWE mythology. And as far as access, it's there have been lots and lots of women's promotions who have had women's pay-per-views and have been doing this thing that WWE is claiming to be like the best and the first and the greatest. Like, no, it is for you, but it isn't in a grand scheme of things. So I, like you, Halissa, is like, I, I, it has lit a curiosity in me. This this tournament and Mako Satamora has lit a curiosity in me to really seek out other wrestling 
and uh, joining Don and Anwar on the dark side of um, Japanese. What is it? It's new pro Japanese wrestling. Is that what it is? New Japan. Yes. Come on over to the cast of Strong Style. You will not be disappointed. I have never watched so much wrestling, but I watched every match, I think besides like one or two of the G1 Classic, mind you, or like the G1 Special and the tournament and everything, mind you, they wrestle for like a month straight. And I mm-hmm. watched, and these are like three or four hour shows, and I watched every single one just about because New Japan is one of the best promotions ever. It's ninety five. It's ninety five matches from the first match to the final. And so, is it is it uh, a mixed type of match where I can see women's matches and men's matches? No, or is New it Japan is New Japan is straight guys. You'll have to go yeah. find like Shimmer or mm-hmm. one of the Japanese Far women's promotions rest. for women's wrestling. Yeah, they they're mm-hmm. separate. They don't have a mixing of the women's show there are women in new japan but they're valets mostly yeah and from what i've been reading there is a rumor that new japan is thinking about bringing a women's division on to i don't know if it's to compete with wwe or if it's more of like they have this new american ceo who's just like it's time to include the women in this too and put them on the main stage as well but even outside of that even though there aren't any women wrestling for New Japan currently. The product itself, like the matches itself, are just so much better than WWE. And they tell stories for like the long run. So every little breadcrumb they drop you today, like that breadcrumb is going to be a payoff in like six or seven months. And as long as you keep track of them, like you'll see the breadcrumbs as they're dropping them. And when it happens and you get like you get the ending of it, it feels so satisfying. It's something that WWE doesn't do, which is tell those long, drawn out stories and those intricate stories and, you know, go back to stuff. That's Anwar was the one who kind of pointed out when I listened to the Cash of Strong style. But as I've started to watch it more and um, just keep up with it, I see it too. Like they, they really do lay the foundation for things that aren't going to happen for six or seven, eight, nine months, a year from now. Yep. So come on to the dark side. We welcome you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun there. So if you do, anybody else that's out there listening, if you are thinking about giving up your WWE um, subscription and are looking for something to replace that nine ninety nine with, New Japan World is the name of their service. Um, they do have English commentary with Kevin Kelly and a host of uh co-host and things like that so you don't necessarily have to listen to the Japanese commentary even though sometimes it's fun to just listen to it because they're so animated but you don't have that roadblock of oh it's not American commentary they do have Kevin Kelly he's there for all the shows so check it out right now they're in the middle of their junior tag team tournament so it's kind of like a mini G1 and it's the first year that they're actually doing it in a block format like the G1 usually it was just single elimination but this year it's in a block format, so it's days and days and days of um, junior heavyweights, tag teams going at it. And uh, the winner of the tournament gets a tag team title shot, so a lot of fun action. Uh, ACH actually did this crazy uh, Pescado today that was just ridiculous, so check that out. It's a lot of fun over there in New Japan. Check out Cast a Strong Style as well. That's our New Japan 
pro wrestling focused podcast. But now we're going to shift over to the second semifinal in the May Young Classic, and that was Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Shirai hits a Hurricane Rana, and then she gets a cradle for a two count. The basement dropkick connects, and Rhea Ripley rolls to the floor. Rhea Ripley attacks with strikes, and Io Shirai slaps her back and counters the suplex. Shirai lays in strikes, the 619, and then heads up top, and the missile dropkick connects, and Io covers for a two count. Io heads up top, but Rhea Ripley cuts her off and follows her up with, and then she hits a big superplex. The cover only gets a two count. Io Shirai counters Snake Eyes, and then she runs Rhea Ripley into the post. She hits the charging knees, and then Io Shirai heads up top. She hits the moon salt, and Io Shirai gets the pin to advance to the final. So your May Young Classic final will be Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. So, Miss Jupiter Julep, I'll let you have first crack at this match. Your analysis on watching Io Shirai advance to the finals of this year's May Young Classic. Yeah, so I've been calling myself Captain Io from the very beginning, but I want to talk about Rhea Ripley. Uh, I want to start off with her. I appreciate the character and the character development that we have seen throughout the whole tournament. I mean, she has been brutal. She has been a brawler. She has been powerful. She has been consistent. And even through this match where it was like, listen, I'm here to win by any means necessary. And she came at EO and was just all about a relentless I don't want to say call it brutality. It wasn't really brutality, but a, a relentless battle to win. And EO found ways and pockets to get her offense going. Uh, always love seeing a 619. I would love to see her do a 619 in front of Rey Mysterio. I would love to see them be a team in next year's Mixed Match Challenge. Um, but I, I did like the match. I like the story that they told and that uh, – we had Rhea really wanting it, Eo being wily, because that's what I saw. I saw her being wily. I mean, she put she took a lot of punishment, and um, but and it almost seemed as if the story had developed from the last round where uh, Rhea Ripley only advanced because Tegan Knox hurt got injured, and so it was like Rhea was taking out all of her frustrations. Like, if you don't think that I belong here or you don't think that I couldn't win that match, let me prove to you that, that I would have won. And uh, every all of you should be afraid. And look at what I do to her. And I think Michael Cole even mentioned it during commentary. Like, well, we don't know that she wouldn't have won the match. I mean, you know, she could have. And uh, she made it clear that she belonged there. So I, I did enjoy this match. I did like the story they told and Captain EO, well, I'm Captain EO, but EO Shirai, uh, she hit the uh, Asai Musat a little bit better this this time. Uh, I know that uh, Miss V noticed that she hadn't really been clearing it since the first round. I'm looking forward to see what program she puts together against um, against Tony Storm. And, and I'll wait for my prediction later, I guess, about who's going to win. All right. Halissa? Let you weigh in on Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai with Io Shirai advancing to this year's finals of the May Young Classic. So Io was good, 
but Rhea was like so much better. There was just so much aggression and anger and just like she was healing it up from the very beginning. Like even messing with the ref and like him trying to check her hands and everything and her snatching them away and pushing him and everything. She did it all right. Well, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Was she was that a heel or was she was he just a pervert? No, I think she was healing it up. I don't no, think he was being a pervert. Like I think that he was really just trying to check her and she was just like, No, I don't want to be checked. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. And that's like that works for me. Um she really took EO to the limit just abusing her body and just dropping her and just laying into her or like when EO was kneeing her in the head and she basically like kicked EO and was like are you gonna kick me and I was just like oh like Rhea did everything right and it's um it's crazy to me that she's only been in a ring for a year like this is this May Young Classic is her third fourth fifth these are she's just now getting into this if she can but she's only going to get better and shout out to like nxt and the trainers down there hbk and all of them whatever you're telling that girl to do she is internalizing it and she is going for it like she's killing it um can, I, can think, I jump in real quick here she is exactly what i thought tony storm would be because both of them were in the may young classic last year both of them have come back this year. Now, uh, Rhea Ripley didn't advance as far last year as Tony Storm did. But, I mean, it, about coming back saying, I want this, and being really clear about your intention and wanting to win, Rhea Ripley did it right. I think the the problem with, like, Tony or the difference with Tony and Rhea is last year, Rhea was supposed to go the distance, kind of in the same way that Lacey Lane did, but she just didn't kick out. And so it's a right. rookie mistake. And so you kind of wear that rookie mistake and you wear that disappointment. And so now you're just like, I'm not making no mistakes. I think in Tony's situation, you got there and got beat. And you got beat by the person who ended up winning the Million Classic last mm-hmm. year. So it's not like you should necessarily feel bad about it in a form because you just couldn't stand up to a better opponent that day. Um, and so I guess, and I guess also in Tony's situation, she's just like, if I got to the semifinals, I have to make it to the finals. No one else should be able to beat me. Um, while Rhea's like, I got something to prove and I have a chip on my shoulder because y'all are all going to harpen back to my rookie mistake. And then you're also going to point out the fact that I am a rookie. I've only been wrestling for a year. And I don't think she's had any NXT matches. I don't, I've never seen her on a televised one, at least. So she, re- this is really her chance to kind of shine and establish herself. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they're both going to be on the UK brand because that means that we're going to see a lot of Rhea and Tony and their progression and who's going to become the better wrestler as time goes on. But either way, mm-hmm. like I thought that this is a really good match. I thought this was a really good story. EO had the heart and the drive and determination and she won it. But you can tell that Rhea took a lot out of her. Mm-hmm. And props to Rhea. Like 
I was on this Rhea train from the beginning because I knew that she had something special from watching her last year. And I'm really, really proud of her and really excited to see her make it to the semifinals and to have the kind of match that she did. She should not be disappointing herself at all. Yeah. And Triple H coming out and basically telling her, like, yo, good job, kid. That mm -hmm. you're getting that vote of confidence. Like, Triple H is doing something right with those NXT women and those NXT men and giving them that vote of confidence so that they know that they can go on and be even better. And they have that confidence making it to the main roster. That's what I like to see. I think that's why your Sasha's and your Becky's and your Charlotte's, when they got to the main roster this time, basically two years ago, they were just like, no, we're here to take this over because we know we can. And mm -hmm. we've proven that we can. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Triple H praises them when they do good. And he gives them the ability to like be themselves and write good storylines for them. So this was a much better match than I anticipated being. I like I was watching it and I, I sat up and was like, yo, like she came in here to wreck shop. If EO would have mm -hmm. lost, I wouldn't have been that disappointed just because she, EO was getting her ass kicked most of that match. Like I wouldn't have been like, oh, I would be like, you know what? I'd be tired too, girl. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd be tired too. So it, good showing for both of them and like yeah. Good job, Rhea. You've really, really, really grown a lot. And so fact check time. Uh, do they have a champion for the UK NXT brand for the women's champion? So they have not um, gotten to that part of the tapings yet. It's only like okay. they do have a champion, but it's, it hasn't been revealed on TV yet. So it's not, you know, they can't have her wrestle or anything yet because they can't spoil it. Right, and from checking out like the card on Wikipedia, there is supposed to be an NXT UK women's match tomorrow. Oh, okay. So whenever they get the tapings lined up, I guess, which I'm assuming it's going to be the one that they're going to show this Tuesday or this Wednesday, we'll see who their champion is. Yeah, so... I felt like y'all did for Tony Storm's two matches that, oh, Io Shirai, she just got lucky and hit her finish and won. She got an opening because Rhea Ripley ragdolled her in this match. I was looking at this okay. match and the whole time I was like, mm, I'm really impressed with Rhea Ripley. Mm, mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley looking really good tonight. Mm, Rhea Ripley is bringing the fight to Io Shirai. Mm, Io, uh, Io Shirai is not really doing much in this match. I think Rhea Ripley is going to be a huge star. Like, and then she won, and it was like, mm, I think I really want to see Rhea Ripley wrestle Tony Storm now. That's how I feel after watching that. But he's taking all the chair shots to you, Jupiter. What you going to do about oh, that? You know, nothing. Because, I mean, I mean, that's your opinion, dear. But also. But that was uh, the only I match mean, I felt like that with EO, though. It wasn't like the theme of her tournament was that, oh, she's barely winning. It was just in this particular match. Right, right. Rhea Ripley was just shining like a thousand watt light bulb to me. Yeah, she was. I mean, if you notice when we started, it was like, yeah, I'm Captain EO, but let's talk about Rhea. So I, I talked about her more than EO in this match as well. And I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. And and like when Halissa said, I wouldn't have been mad if she moved forward, neither would I. It was a good showing and, and I'm glad that we'll see more of her and hopefully in the UK brand and on different pay-per-views and I'll be definitely tracking her. I hope she gets good merchandise. So, and I would proudly wear a t-shirt as Look, long as it's not ugly. 
I don't know what WWE's doing with the whole t-shirt game, but those t-shirts are awful. Like, so they, bad. They have not gotten better this year. They just continue to get awful. I don't know what's going on backstage with that. Ladies, I will need sizes and addresses for y'all's Tony Storm's t-shirts when she's this year's Mae Young Classic winner. Oh, well, you know what? That's all right, because, you know, my cat always does need a bed. I can line his bed with a t-shirt. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I wouldn't do that so if, you, disrespectful. if you were so kind to send to send a t-shirt. I would um, wear it to as a, as a part of a costume, uh, like a celebration of mediocrity. Oh, I tell you, you wanted a chair shot, I, you got it. I can't. It's, it's going to be so gratifying when y'all turn the <laughs> corner and see, and see what I see. Okay. Uh, you know what? I, I will remain open-minded. I mean, because see, she is still very young. And, I mean, she does have all the potential in the world when she was in the ring with that um, random blonde uh, interviewer. Who mispronounced Io Shirai's name? Right. So who was that? Because oh, it came up on the screen. I was like, "Who is this woman?" That's the yeah. first thing I said. Oh, so you didn't recognize her either? No, I don't. I got that's the first thing I think I've ever seen her before. So I was just like, "Is she only here for the Mae Young Classic? Is she the new girl backstage that they haven't told us about?" Because she came on screen, and I was like, "Who is this woman?" Yeah. And, you know, and I can see her earpiece. Like that's not cute. That is so funny because I was a hopo. I did pull a hopo. Who this woman? And then I just, I, I just, I thought it was me. All right, yeah, her. Mm. But you know, I'll give Tony Stone credit because she came in there and said that she stands on the shoulders of giants. I mean, she didn't say it quite that way, but that's what she said. So, and and I appreciate that. But you know, that's a, I guess that's a fact check number two. Who, who was that woman that that ran up on stage and and was given a microphone? I didn't, and even, also, I didn't even notice her, so sorry. I don't have anything. She no. had on um, like a silverish dress, and she was blonde. And she's the one who did the in-ring interviews with uh, Tony Storm and Io Shirai as the winners of mm. their matches, who would be at Evolution. That's probably some, yeah. It's probably some new girl because I, I, she was very indiscreet, non-discreet to me. I, I didn't, I didn't even like. I saw the I saw the interviews, but I really wasn't focused on the interviewer. Fair enough. But uh, before I forget, I want to give a shout out to as they um, as the commentator said to, for to Sarah Amato, Serena Deeb, and Sarah Stockman, um, who was also the trainers for the Mayan Classic. I'm not sure what their roles are in NXT or any or any other um, division that WWE has, but they were definitely there working with the women for the, the classic. And I say kudos to you three. All right. So at this time, we just want to let everybody know this is the Forever Young cast. We can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. So ladies, it's prediction time. We are at the finals. We have taken this long journey Eight episodes, and here we are, the Mae Young Classic Final. One of the headline matches for Evolution on Sunday, October 28th, as we're going to have Tony Storm face off against Io Shirai. So, Madam Lizette, as we do on the WrestleCast, I'm going to ask you, who you got? I am going with Io 
and this is not a shot at Don. This is purely because Tony Storm is basically the headliner for NXT UK. And whoever wins is going to fight Kyrie. And so I assume that that means Tony's not going to be the one who's going to fight Kyrie because she's not going to be on Kyrie's show. So I'm going EO. And then we'll get friends versus best friend versus best friend. And they'll tell that story awfully, but they'll do it. <laughs> All right. Miss Jupiter Julep, your prediction between Tony Storm and EO Shirai. Who you got? See, see I didn't know that that uh, the winner was going to get a title shot against Kyrie Singh because uh, originally I was going to say Tony was going to win and then which was going to lead to an EO heel turn so that it could be EO versus uh, Kyrie Sane told badly. I mean, you know, if we're lucky, we'll get a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn-esque best friends fight forever type of deal. If not, then, you know, it would be the nevermore of Sasha and Bailey. I don't know. So I didn't know that so now I have to think about it for a second, uh, only because I didn't know that that was going to be um, what was going up. So wait, when would that the winner of the May Young Classic face the winner of Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane? Um, I guess it would probably be either like at the my assumption is they would save it for the next takeover, um, which will be what like Survivor Series weekend yeah. or whatever. I think that'd be Survivor okay. Series weekend. Um. But um, I could have sworn that when I read about it, they said whoever wins the May, Cla- May Young Classic is going to fight whoever the champion is at the time. And I feel as though Shayna's going to lose um, because I feel like they're getting ready to call her up or like figure out what they're going to do with her and Ronda or whatever and the Four Horsewomen or whatever. So I would assume that that match is going to come at a takeover show. They're going to save it. Um and make it like an actual storyline and tell the story and because I'm I mean they probably could tell the Kyrie and Tony Storm story very well too and um I could I see they could they could probably tell a Kyrie and Tony story because I'm pretty sure Kyrie and Tony have fought each other in Japan before um but mm-hmm. the better story would be the two best friends duking it out right but see you know. But WWE is going WWE, and would they have um, the uh, another Japanese winner of the Mae Young Classic back to back? I don't know. Okay, and so my best friend is at a run-in, and he told me that it's going to be at Takeover Invasion. So yeah, it's going to be at a Takeover. In where? Takeover Invasion. I think. Oh, Invasion. You know, I thought you said something totally different. Oh, okay. Wait. Um, what? <laughs> where would that takeover be? Is that the one in Toronto? What, what would Probably. it be called Invasion? I guess they're going to out of... No, because Royal Rumble's in Arizona. January. I'm trying to think of the destinations why they would call it Invasion. I oh, you know what I heard, though? I heard they're trying to... They're going to try to do like an NXT type of like NWO thing with NXT. And that might be why that's called Invasion. Oh, okay. I'm checking. I'm double checking his his run in, just to make sure. Just in case, so let me let me see if I can find something about his run in. 
real fast. While you're we'll doing that, I will give. Oh, Miss Jupiter Julep, you got to give no, us. Go a, ahead and do yours because I'm still debating. You know, getting new information, so now I'm still debating. Oh, so. I think everybody knows who I'm picking. I've had her from the very first episode. She's here at the finals. I've been, you know, ride or die. So it's no need to get off the bandwagon now. I think it's going to be Tony Storm versus Kari Sane. They can have a one-night match. They can build it up a little bit if they want with storyline. They don't really have to. They could make it, you know, like it, maybe if Tony is a UK champion, the first ever champion versus champion women's mm-hmm. match or whatever. I mean, they could do a lot to to provide some story and try to keep Io Shirai and Kari away from each other for as long as possible because I think the intrigue of that match is probably greater for the fans than if they were to try to execute that match like y'all were talking about. So the farther they can keep them apart, the more they can build to it. It wouldn't be smart to just give it to people right away. So I think Tony Storm's going to win. I think Tony Storm's going to win everything. Everything for Tony Storm. <laughs> Tony going to be Tony going to be out here like Binky undefeated. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, what's next? Tony Storm for president, which can't be. Not Tony, okay, so it's not invasion. It's takeover war games, and they haven't. It's in, in November, November seventeenth. Oh, my sister's birthday. Um, yeah. LA. They've only done the Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunn, Ricochet, and the War Raiders for that match. They haven't announced that yet, but spoiler alert in NXT cast. Out Sorry, there. guys. I just, I mean, technically it's the same match from last year. <laughs> but they're going to, but uh, I think instead of last year where they had the, th- they had what? Authors of Pain, Undisputed and Era. Kennedy. And undisputed era, I get yeah. to see that live because it was yeah. in San Antonio. So they're gonna and they're gonna have like two teams of four this year. So it's gonna be more like the traditional war games is supposed to be. So that's gonna be good. That's yeah. gonna be good. Okay, Miss Jupiter Julep, time's up. Okay. You're 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 on the clock. Yeah, I think EO should win. I think Tony will win. That's such hazing your bets, but yes, I've got to. No, I'm out here by myself on this island. No, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a friend in Miss Jupiter Jewel. Look at that. See, I knew she'd no, come no, around. No, 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 no. What you had? I'm trying to think about what would WWE do. You know, I mean, but my my heart of hearts, I'm I'm all for EO, Captain EO. But I mean, they like you. I mean, you know, they're so in love with Tony. I don't get it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, for the sake of the game, that they wouldn't give it to her because they have a whole bunch of people who are high on her like you. Do I think she should win? No. I think Io should win. But but I think she will win. You're on board. I'm going to take that as a win. She's, no, she's come over. Not. She's come over to the oh. dark side for one night. With so. a tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm I'm planting my EO flag and I am flying it because whatever. Okay. Yeah. So you know that's who I'm. You know I'm gonna be live tweeting it like EO EO. But, mm. So um, I guess we can divulge this here, since this will be the only part where you guys will hear my voice before we talk about evolution. Your hashtag, hashtag ChinaCast, won the vote. So that will be the <laughs> official hashtag that we use what? for what? evolution. Um, like you and Halissa? No, you had 60-something percent. Hold on. I got to pull up that poll. Mm, it's like for 69% for it. or something. 63%. Uh, Let's go with 
nine, it's funnier. It was like Weevolution that was number two at twenty six percent, and We Are Evolution was a third with eleven percent. Weevolution, WWE, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. That will be the official hashtag for Evolution hashtag ChinaCast. So for everybody who's listening to this on Sunday the 28th, you can tweet with us, live tweet your thoughts on the finals of the Mae Young Classic. And um, before I let you ladies go and we give our shout outs, um, let's talk about Evolution, not necessarily the card, but is there another match or someone Um, in the Battle Royal that y'all are looking forward to seeing? Um, You know how it turns out tomorrow. So Miss Jupiter Jewel, sounds like you got something ready. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I do because... I don't really know the card. Oh, well, hold on. Because I was very careful because I didn't want to inadvertently see who would win, you know, who would be in the the final slot. So I don't really know. I I just think I I saw something about uh, Alicia Fox. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. And I don't know what the the finish card is because I've just been going with feelings. I don't know if that's right. Here here we go. We have, we're going to have a battle royal. So, um, announced are like Zelina Vega, Tamina Snuka, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon. We're going to scratch Alicia Fox because the card is subject to change. Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Oscar, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Medusa, Molly Holly, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, and Maria Canellis. And the winner will get a women's title match. We're going to have the finals of the May Young Classic, EO versus Tony. We're going to have the NXT Women's Championship match. Kari Singh defending against Shayna Baszler. We're going to have Trish Stratus and Lita versus now Alicia Fox and Mickey James because Alexa Bliss is unable to compete due to concussion-like symptoms. We're going to have Natalia Bailey and Sasha Banks versus the Riot Squad. You're going to have a SmackDown Women's Championship last woman standing match between the champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and your main event of the evening Raw Women's Championship match between Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella. So the match, I would say, because you play off that real big size, so I'm going to give her a chance. <laughs> um, the match that I would say I'm looking forward to is Charlotte versus Becky, last woman standing match. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that it lives up to Sasha and Bailey Iron Woman match. So that's the one I'm looking forward to. All right. Now that you know the card, Ms. Jupiter Julep, do you have a particular match that you're looking forward to? Um, I- I'm looking forward to seeing Sasha in action again. Uh, always good to see Natty. Uh, I'm not high up on the right squad, though, um, in terms of the characters. I'm s- disappointed that we are not getting uh, tag team championships. I would have loved to see some of those uh, women in a battle royal broken out uh, in, into teams of two, like maybe two from NXT, two from SmackDown, two from Raw, and um, have one belt you know, between them. So I'm a little sad about that, but I'm trying to think of if there was another match. Like you said, I, you know, I'm all for Hiro Becky. So she, she's 
she entertains me. But other than that, no. Maybe the Battle Royal. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm here for the vets. I am so tired of Alicia Fox not getting her shine. You know, I was sad that she was injured and couldn't compete in the Royal Rumble. So I'm very happy that she has this opportunity to wrestle against Lita and with Mickey James and uh, Trish Stratus. So I think that out of all of them outside of Evolution match, uh, not Evolution, uh, the Mae Young Classic match, that that um, the Vets 2-1-2 match is the one I'm looking most forward to. All right. So that will be Sunday, October 28th. So if you listen to this podcast when it drops, that will be in a few hours later on Sunday. Again, the hashtag will be Hashtag China cast to share your commentary with color on evolution. The first all women's pay-per-view. So I think the ladies are going to deliver. Hopefully nobody takes too many big chances, but I think that they're going to take this opportunity to try to have the match of their careers, everybody. So I look forward to, um, you know, some really good stuff to talk about coming out of this. So good luck to all the ladies this Sunday night. Nobody get injured. Talking to you, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna leave prayer before <laughs> six o'clock. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so with that, I'll turn it over to Miss Halisa, Madam Lizette, for your shout outs and thank yous. So big thank you to you guys. We made it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. I can't, you know, hopefully we keep this up and do it again next year. Shout out to my best friend who was, you know, doing slight run-ins throughout this match or this uh, recording today. Uh, shout out to Baycast. Baycast always gets shout outs. And, you know, just shout out to everybody who's been listening on for always correcting us and, and for turning on Don last week. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. Miss Jupiter Julep, your shout outs and thank yous. Um, before I give my shout outs, uh, I want to pull a Lance Storm and get serious for a minute. Uh, in my Twitter bio, I talk about that um, I'm here kicking it from the professional world with my peeps. But uh, I want to put my professional hat on for a second. So in the real world, I work in philanthropy and academia. And uh, I want to talk about Roman Reigns or uh where the, the performer known as Roman Reigns, uh, Joe Anoui. Uh, on Monday, we all know that he talked about uh, his diagnosis. And one of the reasons why he came forward was so that he could raise awareness and money for a cure. So uh, that being said, if you are interested in giving money or learning more about leukemia or blood-borne cancers, you can go to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And their website is www.lll s.org. Their phone number is 1-800-955-4572. That number again is 1-800-955-4572. And if you have a Burlington Co-Factory near your community, they are also having um, a fundraiser where you can toss your change into an umbrella and it would go towards that core, that cause. Uh, If you would like to give more to the research end, you can give to the Leukemia Research Foundation, and that is at www.allbloodcancers.org. So um, in orange is their color, so hopefully he will have, he will come back with an orange R shirt, and I will be copying that. So prayers and strength and faith to him and his family. But uh, if you're interested in 
giving to that cause and need some help, you can call me. I'll be or, you know, reach out to me at Jupiter Jewel of 24. I am happy to help you uh, find a cause to donate to specifically. Uh, well, any any philanthropic cause, I'll, I'll help you. But I would really like to kind of divert money that way right now. Uh, other than that, thank you all for uh, listening, for reaching out uh, to Don, Halissa, and Miss V, and our our fourth DeBarge member, Anwar. You know, love to you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss uh, Jupiter Julep, for that information. Definitely, um, if you're a wrestling fan, you've definitely been thinking about Roman Reigns uh, since Monday night. So good luck to him in his battle, and thank you again for that information so people can, you know, help donate and contribute and, uh, you know, help people like Roman uh, find a cure for their illnesses. I'd like to just thank Miss V, Jupiter Julep, Madam Lizette, for answering my call to want to do this each and every week for this particular tournament this year. Um, once I saw that the format was going to be a weekly format and not just a a dump of all the episodes. I really wanted to dedicate time to this in its own form so we wouldn't be just breezing through it in the normal WrestleCast. And uh, they definitely stepped up to the plate each and every week. And along with this V coming in, they turned the shield and you know, providing a lot of entertainment, a lot of great insight. And I'm just glad that they were able to have a uh, we saw a lot of good wrestlers, a lot of good wrestling, and we saw that the future is bright for women's wrestling. And hopefully they can capitalize on this going into the future. And like Alyssa said, they'll have another one next year and we move forward. So we'll have a hopefully a year or two of this next year if uh, things work out in the same manner. So at this time, I'd just like to thank again my co-host, Miss Jupiter Julep. Uh, Madam Lizette, Halisa, and of course, Ms. V, though, who's not here with us this week, but she is in spirit. And I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been episode eight of the Forever Young Cast.